Hey, thanks for joining me for the very first Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. This is the podcast where we develop content around the buyer success path framework that helps you successfully and confidently buy a home. Buying a home is exciting, but the process can be overwhelming. Trying to understand all of the paperwork, financing, and what you need to do can be stressful. Without knowing what you're doing or where things stand, it's hard to move forward. Or worse, you could make a mistake that costs you thousands of dollars. That's where the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, hosted by Jeff Jones, comes in. Jeff is a realtor, coach, and entrepreneur. He helps take the guesswork out of home buying by providing you with the details, resources, and professionals that make the process easier to understand so you can successfully buy your next home with confidence. Now here's Jeff. Buying a home can be extremely overwhelming with all of the details, the documents, everything that's involved in the entire process. It can be overwhelming and you deserve to be able to buy a home with confidence. This podcast gets you ready to do that. Brand new content is available every Thursday, either where you get podcasts or you can watch the Get Me Ready to Buy YouTube channel. Again, new content is available every Thursday. So what is the buyer success path? Well, it's six elements that help you successfully and confidently buy a home. Now, every week we don't cover every element, but we do build our topics around at least one of those elements. Real quickly, I'm gonna tell you what those elements are. The first one is to partner with professionals. Imagine having a team of people just like maybe The Bachelor could have to say, she's the one or she's not the one. There's a team of professionals ready to come alongside you that can help you confidently buy your home. We'll talk about those professionals. The number two is plan the money. It takes money to buy a home. You can't just sign a piece of paper. Somebody has to have the money. Now, maybe you have cash to buy a home, or maybe you're going to find a bank or another lender who's going to loan you some or almost all or all of the money to buy a home, but there's got to be a plan in place. Number two element of the buyer success path is to plan the money. The number three is to pick the place. Now, it's not just a matter of here's the menu and here's what I want on the menu. How did you decide that restaurant? How did you decide at that time? Before you even get to the menu, you have to determine a few things ahead of time. Well, before you can pick your place, you have to know a few things ahead of time. But you do have to pick a place and you have to make an offer on that place. And once you've made that offer, number four is to persevere through to close. Why do I say persevere? Because a lot of things can happen from the time that you and a seller sign an agreement to sell their property and for you to buy it. A lot can happen to derail that and there's some perseverance that's got to take place to get through the inspection, the appraisal, any repairs, underwriting for you, all of those elements. And it takes some perseverance, and that's where I come in and the professional team that I have available to you comes in because we're able to help you persevere through all that and get it done confidently. Number five is possess your home. It's not just a matter of closing, and once you've closed, you actually get the keys and you get to move in. You get to move in with your boxes, you get to move in with your bed, and crash at the end of the day, relaxing and resting in your own home. Possess that home, live in that home. And number six, you got to protect it. Once you've bought it, it's yours. You've got to take care of it. There are some elements of that that other people take care of for you, like insurance, but maybe you have to keep the grass cut or you have to fix a leaky faucet or find somebody to do that. But you need to protect that home. So there's the buyer success path. Partner with professionals, plan the money, pick your place, 
persevere through close, possess your home, and protect your home. Now, this episode, the very first episode of the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast, we're going to be covering 10 tips for buying your home. Some of this you're going to have already heard in the success path because it's some of the big tips that we have in here. I just finished putting out on social media 100 tips for home buyers. Now, we're not talking about all 100 here. We're just going to talk about what I consider to be the 10 most important of those tips. There's a lot of others in there as well. So the first tip on buying a home is to use a team. I already talked about that. You need a real estate professional like me to come alongside you who can help you navigate all of the contracts that are involved, the paperwork, fill in the blanks, negotiate on your behalf so that you get a good deal that you're confident in moving forward to get your home. You're also going to need a lender unless you're paying cash, but somebody who's willing to front you most or all of the money to buy that home that you're looking to buy. There's a whole process you have to go through with a lender. More than likely, you're going to want a home inspector to inspect that home so that you can know all of the potential items that you're going to have to deal with or that you ask the seller to deal with before you get to possess that home. You're going to need an insurance agent. I've already mentioned that when it talks about when I mentioned about protecting your home. You uh, may need a handyman person, an HVAC person, lots of different people, but there's a team of people ready to come alongside you. And one of those that I didn't say a second ago is that closing attorney, a real estate attorney who can help us navigate sticky legal questions, but also can make sure that the home that you're buying, that you're actually going to be able to own that home, that somebody else doesn't have a claim to it. It's important to have one of those real estate attorneys involved in the process and part of your professional team. The second tip, number two, is to save for down payment and closing costs. I mentioned it takes money to buy a home. You're going to need some money for some down payment unless you buy in an area, a USDA rural area, or you use veteran benefits to buy a home that pays 100% of that home. So you don't have a down payment on it. Depending on the type of loan that you get, you could have a minimum of three or three and a half percent that you have to put down on that home. A $300,000 house that could be $9,000 to $11,500. So you're going to need some money for down payment. And even if you don't, you still need some money for closing costs. Now, what are closing costs? Well, I mentioned that real estate attorney. They don't do it for free. Usually, the professional services fees for me working for you is offered to be paid by the seller. That's covered there. It's not an additional cost unless we have an agreement that that's the way it is. Other things you're going to need for those closing costs is going to be that title insurance that we talked about that guarantees that you actually own the property and nobody else can come and take it away from you unless you fail to pay. And then the lender gets to do that. Uh, but a previous owner or heir can't come and do that because that insurance protects you from that. Part of those closing costs are also going to be what we call prepaid items. You're going to prepay a certain amount of homeowner's insurance, and it could be the entire first year and a few months. You're going to prepay some taxes. You're going to prepay a little bit of interest. You're probably going to have a loan origination fee from the lender. All those things add up, and that could be another 3 to 4 or 5% of the price of the home, the value of that home, whatever you're purchasing it for. A $300,000 home, again, that could be anywhere from $9,000 to $12,000 or more. And you're also going to need to pay that home inspector up front, and you may end up having to pay the appraiser that the lender gets to determine the value of the property. You may need to pay that up front as well, 
because if the deal falls apart, that lender's probably going to want to make sure that they're not eating the cost for that appraiser, but that's you. That could be another three to $500 for each of those. So a $300,000 home, if you're having to make a 3% down payment and you're having to pay closing costs and you have a home inspection to pay for and you possibly have an appraiser to pay for, that could be a minimum of $20,000 that you would need already saved up. So even if you're not ready to buy a home now, but you're planning to buy a home in six months or a year or two years, it's not too early to begin saving for down payment and closing costs. That's the second tip. Now, tip number three is get pre-approved. Have that lender on your team and go through the process to get pre-approved, which tells you how much money a lender is willing to loan you to buy a home. That also determines what price range you're looking for in buying a home. You might think that you can afford a house payment, a mortgage payment, in total of, let's say, $1,800. But you go through the pre-approval process and that lender says they're only going to loan you enough money to buy a home where your payment is $1,600. So you may be looking for a home that's $20,000, dollars $50,000 more than what that lender says you can afford because they have their own formulas for how much they're going to loan you. That's based on your income and the amount of debt that you have. There's a percentage that they're going to use that's going to say you can use this toward your principal payment, your interest payment, your insurance payment, and your tax payment. They're going to determine what that is. So it's important for you to get pre-approved, and we're going to cover pre-approval in a whole episode to make sure that you're ready for all that. And that pre-approval, it's only good for, say, 60 days, 90 days. So when you go through that process and you're finally ready, you need to be ready to pull the trigger and buy a home or start that process all over again. And the number four tip is to shop rates. And the reason these tie in together is because when you're shopping for rates and you go to a lender, they're going to pull a credit report on you. That's going to have a slight ding on your credit score. So when they're pulling credit, it's going to ding your credit score. If you don't buy a home when you've gotten through the pre-approval process and you start that over again in six months or a year, that's going to be another ding on your credit score because they're going to have to start that process all over again. Don't really finish that process until you've got everything ready to buy that home that you're looking for. While you're shopping rates, you can actually shop rates at multiple lenders and the credit bureaus record that as one credit pull. If you go to five different banks or mortgage lending places, uh, mortgage brokers, and you search for five different rates and five different programs that they have available for you, that's not five separate pools. That's just one pool, which is good for you because it allows you to find the best loan for you. Hey, thank you for hanging with the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast so far. You need to know how ready you are to buy a home, so get your score at readytobuyscore.com. You'll pick a few statements, get an email telling you what your score is and what you need to focus on to get ready to buy a home. If I can help you in my market, which is the Mid-South, the Memphis metro area, please let me know. If you're in another market, I've got agents all over the country and in a few countries around the world. Reach out to me and I'll connect you with one of our agents who can help you get your home bought wherever you are. Now, back to the show. I may have some lenders that I recommend to you and their rates or the products that they have available for you aren't a fit. We'll help you find the best fit for you to get the best home for you, to get the best rate for you and best loan product for you. Number five, know your credit score. 
Hey, there's links in the show notes to get your annual free credit report that allows you to get your credit report from Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. You need to know what your credit score is and what's on your credit report. You can't change accurate information on your credit report. But if you find something false on there, get it fixed before you start the lending process. At least when you have a first initial conversation with a lender, that lender can probably do a soft pull and give you a heads up on some stuff. But you probably ought to know that going into it. If you're going to buy a home, you got to be able to take care of it. So part of that is getting ready to take care of it and taking some ownership of your own personal credit score and credit report. So know what that is. And the number six tip is to protect that credit score. If you're going to buy a house and you need a couch and a chair and a love seat for it, don't go buy it until you close. Don't even use cash to pay for that. You need all that cash in the bank. You need to protect your credit score by not going into debt anymore. I've got a niece that just graduated from college and has a great job and is going to be buying a home in the next two or three months, but she also wanted to buy a car. I got her connected with a lender or she got connected with a lender because she's not buying in my market, but I helped her find a real estate agent who can help her in her market, connected her with a lender. When I talked to her this weekend, she said, yeah, that lender's told her she probably ought to hold off on buying a car until she's able to purchase that house in the next three or four months. Then she can go after that car. That's protecting your credit score. Don't mess up your credit score because when you get through underwriting or get into underwriting that the lenders do to verify all the information you give them is actually correct and it's still correct, buying something on your credit card, spending a whole lot of cash on something could derail your plans to purchase a home, which makes you stuck living where you don't want to be living and frustrates the seller who trusted you to do everything you could to get through the process to buy their home. The number seven tip is be selective. Know what you want, know what you would like, and know what you don't want. You're not going to get everything that you would like in a home, not likely, but know the two or three things that you have to have. You have to have a certain number of bedrooms. You may have to have a certain number of bathrooms. You may need it on a corner lot. Just because you want it fenced doesn't mean that you can't fence it later on. You can't move it to a corner lot if that's what you want or into a cove if that's what you want or in a great neighborhood or in a secluded area. You can't move that house there. So those are some non-negotiables. Last summer, I had to buy a truck. I had an 03 Dodge Ram that I had since 2005. And this is 2023, depending on when you're listening or watching this podcast. I had to replace the engine in 2017 and it blew again in the summer of 22. At 270 something thousand miles and already had put a second engine in it, I wasn't gonna put any more money in it. I had to go buy me a new truck. Now, there were a few things that I knew were non-negotiables, what the truck had to be. I preferred a Dodge Ram just because I'd looked at some others and stuff, but I would have possibly settled for something else, but I got a Dodge Ram. Anyway, what I knew is I wanted a truck that would connect to my phone through Bluetooth. I know that may sound funny, but the only way I could connect my phone to my truck was to put one of those cassette tapes in that had a little plug that I could put in an adapter to plug into my phone to play a podcast or something off of my phone through the radio system. I didn't want that hassle. Newer cars have that, but still it was a non-negotiable for me. Another non-negotiable was it had to at least be an extended cab. That's what I had before. 
I drive my wife, family, possibly some clients around. I wanted to make sure that I had a back seat that they could get into. I actually drove a crew cab and decided that I needed to change what those non-negotiables were. Not just an extended cab, but a crew cab. I mean, there's more legroom in the back seat of my truck than there is in the front seat of my truck. It is amazing. So I knew some things that I had to have in it. And I knew I didn't want it to be a dark color. I didn't want it to be black or blue or whatever, a dark color. And so I was looking for that. I actually found a truck that had that and, and the other non-negotiables were no more than a certain number of miles, no more than a certain age and no more than a certain price. Those are my non-negotiables. I would love to have had a bed liner, a sprayed in bed liner, a cover over it and some of those running board steps on it. Well, the truck that I got didn't have the spray on bed liner. I added that. It didn't have the bed cover. I added that. And it didn't have the automatic push out steps that when you open the door, they come out because that's what best fits my wife for height for making a step. I added those things, but I got my truck. It's the crew cab. It's got Bluetooth in it. It's got a backup camera on it. It's got a remote start. It's a four wheel drive and it has a towing package. Those were some extras. They weren't part of my criteria, but I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want and I knew what I would like to have. Well, I found a truck that had what I wanted. It didn't have what I didn't want and it missed out on some things I would like to have had. Same thing for your house. Be selective. Know what you want, what you would like and what you don't want. Number eight, hang in there. That's part of that persevere through close. And you might even have to persevere before you even get an offer in. I've helped clients before buying a home write 10 to 15 offers on homes when there's real stiff competition and it took that many to actually get a home that we were able to close on and that they moved into. That's going to take you hanging in there. Don't give up when you don't get the very first home that you make an offer on. Hang in there. You don't want to be stuck living where you don't want to live. You've already got a lender on board. They've already done their credit pool, credit score, and all that report on you. Everything is ready and you've saved up your money. So hang in there. And when you do get an offer and the home inspector reveals some things that the homeowner didn't know and you weren't aware of that you would like to have fixed, we got to negotiate through those. That's why you have me as a professional on your team. Or if you're not in my market, I can help you find an agent in your market who can help you be that professional on your team to navigate all of that so that you're able to get your home closed. Hang in there. There may be some renegotiation after the inspection. There may be some renegotiation after the appraisal. There could be a hiccup on your part from underwriting that's going to delay it to where after close. So we have to extend the close or maybe something changed in the seller's personal life that they're going to have to adjust the close dates. Anything can happen in that process. Just hang in there and be ready to have a new negotiation to figure out the next steps of moving forward. The number nine tip is get a home inspection. You would be surprised even with new construction homes. No one's ever lived in. The builder just finished and just got the certificate of occupancy. You'd be surprised at what an inspector friend of mine puts out on social media of pictures he's taken in brand new homes. Missed insulation, pipes not connected, ductwork not going through the ceiling, through the attic to get gas fumes and vent pipes out. All kinds of things that can happen. Get a home inspection. The home inspector is not there to derail the purchase. He's also not there to make the seller look like a bad guy in the condition of the home. But the home inspector is designed to give you 
a one-time at that moment snapshot of how all the systems and elements of your home come into play. That home inspector is not a licensed HVAC technician. They're not a structural or mechanical engineer. They're not a roof person. They're not a foundation person. They're giving you a visual or they'll use their little camera to shoot in behind the walls to see if there's moisture and stuff in there. But they're giving you a visual look of that home at that moment as a professional who's trained to know what to look for. You're gonna get a detailed report anywhere from 30 to 60 or more pages of details and pictures showing you the condition of that home. Then you have some things to consider and I or your agent can help you navigate that. But get that home inspection. And number 10, the number 10 tip, Listen to your team. It doesn't do you any good to partner with a team of professionals to help you if you don't listen to them. You look at any elite athlete in any major sport, they more than likely have multiple coaches. Those coaches may have never played on a championship team, won a championship team, possibly may not even have played that sport. But the role of that coach is to observe and to watch that player, their client, and help them come up with a strategy to be more successful at doing what they are doing. It doesn't do any good for that professional athlete to pay that coach a huge amount of money to help them become better if they don't listen to them. Now, you're not paying anybody on that professional team that you have, that you partner with, you're not paying any of us the same level that those players are paying those coaches. However, you've brought us onto the team for a reason. We're not always gonna be right, but we're always going to have your best interest. I or somebody else may be telling you, man, you better jump on this house. You better walk away from this house. Maybe a lender is saying you probably ought to wait a little bit longer. Here's some things that you can do to get your credit score up. You need to save this amount of money. Listen to that team that you brought in place. Because if you don't listen to them, you may end up being stuck living where you don't want to live, either because you couldn't buy a home or you bought the wrong home at the wrong time. Listen to that team. Hey, I hope these tips have been helpful to you to help you get ready to buy a home. But since it's our first podcast, you may not really know much about me. Real quickly, I just want to tell you, I spent 30-something years on church staffs, got a real estate license because I knew I was in a position to where I wanted to be doing something different. Not because I had to, but because I wanted to pursue something different. Got a real estate license to do it on the side. I've been doing it for several years now full-time. And in that process, I've learned how I can really help people and add value to them, whether it's buying a home, selling a home, or some other aspect of their life. I grew up in the Memphis area. I'm a licensed real estate agent in Tennessee. I'm a licensed real estate broker in Mississippi, meaning I could open my own brokerage. I could run my own team. However, I've chosen to be an agent at EXP Realty, which is an international brokerage. I can tell you more about that if you're interested in that. My wife and I dated our senior year in high school. We got married two years after high school. We've been married, it'll be 38 years this summer. Got two daughters and I've got one granddaughter, which is great. I'm G. Paul. Hopefully that's what she'll call me, uh, but we'll see. I'm, I'm okay with whatever she wants to call me when she starts talking where we can actually understand what she's saying because right now it's just a bunch of gibberish most of the time. And I love fishing. I grew up fishing, camping almost every weekend as a kid at Enid. It's one of the lakes in North Mississippi. My wife and I bought a home. And speaking of buying a home, we've actually bought six homes 
since we've been married, or six homes total, because we didn't buy any before we got married, we bought six homes and we sold five of those all before I got my real estate license. So it was before I was a realtor. I didn't really know what I was doing. We used a realtor for most of the purchases and we ended up using a realtor about half of the sales that we made. I wish we had used a realtor for the other sales because we made mistakes in that. Anyway, I know what it's like to buy a home, how overwhelming that can be, all the stress involved, all the unknowns, and having a team of professionals come alongside you. So from a personal experience, I know I can come alongside you and help de-stress some of that and hopefully remove some of that overwhelm. As a professional, I know I can do that. So I not only bring you just the license that I've got hanging on the wall that says I'm a real estate agent and I have a license to help people buy and sell properties in Mississippi and Tennessee, but I have firsthand personal experience doing that before real estate. My mom and dad, they've ever only bought two homes. Actually, they've ever only owned two homes. They bought their first home six months after I was born, and then 30 years later, they built a home. In almost 50 years of being married, they had over 50 years before he passed away, the 50-something years of being married, they only had to go through the purchase process one time. My wife and I have been married 38 years, and we've gone through the purchase process six times. I know a few other people who've done that more than me, but I know where you're coming from because I've been in your shoes. Anyway, this last house that we bought, there were some non-negotiables that we knew. My wife didn't want to fix her upper, but guess what? We got to fix her upper. Not because I pushed her, but because when we looked at this, it had other stuff that we wanted. And she actually said to me and my realtor at the time, our realtor at the time, she actually said, I know y'all aren't going to believe this, but I want this house. We, Lee and I looked at each other and said, how quickly can we write an offer up? It had an acre and a half pond. I get to fish every day and I've caught seven pound bass out of there and bass that might not even be seven ounces. And I've caught brim that fall off of my hand and I've got brim that don't even fill up the palm of my hand. I love to fish. It's my smoke break or my margarita. That's what I do to relax. And doing that for five or 10 minutes, not even every day, just de-stresses me and allows me to get into a better frame of mind to be able to help people like you buy your home or get ready to buy your home. Anyway, thanks for checking out the podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe and follow me for all of the help that I provide you so that you can navigate the home buyer success path and buy your next home with confidence. Have a blessed day. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the Get Me Ready to Buy podcast. Hopefully you found all this information helpful to you and it's made a little more sense out of what it takes to actually buy a home and you feel a little bit more confident about your home buying process. Now, again, as I shared in earlier, if I can help you buy a home in the Mid-South or find you an agent wherever you are, just reach out to me at midsouth.homes or whatever link is here on this podcast or uh, down below in the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast, I just mentioned the YouTube channel. There is a Get Me Ready to Buy YouTube channel where you can actually watch the podcast if you'd rather do that. If you're watching this on YouTube and you'd rather listen to it, you can find the link to GetMeReadyToBuy.com and you'll find where you can listen to all the podcasts wherever you get podcasts. I hope that you'll also rate and review the show. There's a link here in the notes, in the show notes or here 
where you can review the show and rate it so that others who are looking to buy a home just like you can find it, especially if you found it helpful. And I would love a five-star review if this has been helpful to you. The other thing you can do is remember to get your score at readytobuyscore.com. And as always, hit the subscribe button so that you are the first to find out the latest information about what it takes for you to be ready to buy a home. Have a blessed day.